so back to our so let's quickly look at the tax itself and what the implications will be everything that we mention will be based on what treasury has said and what people within the pension fund itself has said we are not going to be look at we're not going to be looking at rumors that people have mentioned with their hopes and dreams and what they think it will be based on so first what is the implication for this based on treasury and you can read this by going to google and looking at national treasury it's there it's publicly available so what are the implications of this two part system first we need to understand that when you are withdrawing this money it will be regarded as income tax because it is not a retirement amount it is for your own personal use therefore it will be taxed so let's assume that you are withdrawing 100000 from this two part system let's just assume that of the 100000 yeah you get taxed 25% based on the income tax table these are just random numbers currently just so you have an idea as to what this means this means that when you send through your application again you don't just receive it there is a process behind it part of the terms and conditions when you send through your application and it's assumed they approve it with no issues and it comes through the first thing that's going to happen is when the amount arrives it has to get taxed so what this means is you will actually get around 75000 of that of that original 100000 so it will be taxed it's not tax free money that's number 1 the other implication is we're going to look at a few of these implications the other implication is that outside of the fact that it has been taxed it means that it, you're going to lose out on potential earnings and growth from your pension fund moving forward remember when you take this money out and this you use it amazingly you're going to lose out on a lot of compound interest moving forward so this instantly means long story short when you leave you're going to come out with a lot less than had you not withdrawn that money right so that's the second thing we need to remember the third thing we need to remember from the pension funds part is again it gets a bit complex but when you're withdrawing this when this gets approved or if this gets approved because of liquidity which basically means the amount of money they can simply just give to you on hand they're going to have to change the way they invest they're going to have to put more money into liquid assets which means assets they're able to sell fairly quickly so that they can give you the money which means if they need to put more money into liquid assets than illiquid assets it means it's going to affect the growth of that money what all of this means is number 1 if you withdraw this money you're going to end up with a package that's a lot less when you retire um number 2 even if you don't withdraw this money and of course you don't do certain things you're still going to be left with more with less money than had this reform not been put in because the way pension funds are going to have to invest their money is going to change because they have to take into account that you may want to use the savings amount so that's more money lost the next thing is once it has been used you can only do it once a year so if someone has a debt issue just general debt issue 
they may not need it once a year. They might need it more than once a year. They may depend on it and they won't have access to it. Now, if you get to the end and you've got no money and your savings left, again, the only money you'll have is that two-thirds. And then of the two-thirds, obviously part of it is going to still get taxed. And so very quickly, when people retire under the two-part system and have taken advantage of the two-part system, they are going to find themselves with a lower package or a lower retirement lump sum than someone who didn't take advantage, obviously, of that two-part uh, savings amount, etc. And they're going to find themselves with less money overall. And they're going to find themselves with less per month. Because unless you're under what is called a defined benefit, the amount that you have or that you're going to earn is going to be based on what you've contributed. And so if you've contributed and then you've used parts of those contributions, your overall package is going to be less, which means you will earn less. What does this mean? It means if you're earning less, you're going to be earning less per month. If you're earning less per month and your expenses are the same, it means if you have, let's say, John and Bob, and both of those people are there, John might end up earning more than Bob, even though John and Bob came in on the same day and earning the exact same amount. When they retire, they may be, let's say, rather a significant difference between what John gets paid per month and what Bob gets paid per month because of the two-part system. Now, in closing, this is just my opinion, of course, what I'm about to highlight. This is being sold as an amazing opportunity to try and alleviate a poverty uh, situation that exists or rather a dead situation which exists however in my view it's a misconception it's an underlying uh, or an undermining attempt to get more money and the reason i'm saying this is if you offer someone the option to get access to money for debt or for other personal reasons expense reasons Number one, you're going to get that person reliant on that. That's the first. Secondly, you know that that person is going to lose out on compound interest moving forward. That's the second. Third, if you know that when you offer this and you're going to be charging them on income tax, that's going to be much higher than if they were to retire or resign once they leave at particular ages, etc. Which means they're going to make more money off people withdrawing using their savings in other words for instance um, let's say the highest amount is uh, i believe they said was 46 percent the cap and when you're retiring it's capped at 35 percent that's an extra nine percent now if you know that the majority of the people in your country etc um, who are on retirement and pensions etc are in a lot of debt and you offer them that opportunity to pay off that debt you're offering them the opportunity to go off and pay off their debts and withdraw and, of course, getting that income tax. Now, had that not been the agenda, again, this is my opinion, had this not been the agenda at all, one may have argued that the savings isn't necessarily a savings. They would have tried to build it more of a loan and the argument would have been you will be able to borrow that money and repay it generally at a lower rate than you would had you done a personal bank at the a personal loan at the bank um, and so on. 
perhaps even argue that you would go off and you'd be able to buy a house using that amount of money and then you'd be paying back off and thus turning your pension fund into a bank of some sort or a lending institution of some sort. So hence my idea of I don't necessarily think that the agenda was to alleviate debt but rather to create short-term solutions for debt knowing very well that the long-term is going to be people going straight back into debt. What is this based on? Statistically, people who have debt issues and who are given money to solve the debt issue as is will generally fall back into debt. Statistically. Again, to be Googled. So, what this means is let's just say on the low end 60% of people who, who have debt issues, real debt issues, if you give them money and we're going to assume that they actually pay off those debts many of them won't but let's just assume 100% of that 60% do pay off that debt they're going to fall back into a debt problem now if they fall back into a debt problem why they fall into a debt problem there are multiple reasons we won't we won't address those if they fall back into a debt problem the question then becomes if a person alleviates their debt and then they fall back into a debt problem when they leave Will they be debt-free or will they still have a debt problem? One may argue a round two of the debt problem. I pose that question to you. I'm happy to hear any answers. Cheers.